Welcome to the Novant Health Inside Remarkable podcast, an inspiring glimpse at how 30,000 team members are building, creating, and delivering remarkable every day. I'm Lindsay Hawkins. More than 700 healthcare systems worldwide are offering mindfulness programs. But what is mindfulness? Today we have the honor of hearing another story of resiliency at Novant Health. Dr. Jonathan Fisher is a cardiologist at Novant Health Cardiology Huntersville. I spoke to him about why he started practicing mindfulness and how he's now using it with his patients. Dr. Fisher's interest in medicine began at a very young age. My father is a doctor. He's 92 years old, and I'm one of seven children. We really looked up to my dad and also my mom, who is a physicist, and all seven children decided to go into medicine. So I was growing up and I was looking up to all these people and I respected them. And there was also a strong emphasis on achievement in my family. So there was a lot of pressure. I didn't know what to call it at the time. I thought it was normal. This was my family. This is how we do things. We just become doctors. Despite the pressure to become a physician, Dr. Fisher says he was a curious child who knew the importance of helping people, so his career was a natural fit. He enjoyed residency at Harvard, but the reality of his work began to set in. Well, I realized that people were getting really sick, and I was going to be dealing with people who were dying, and I was going to be responsible for that. When stress in his personal life also started to build, things became even tougher. 2006 was a very challenging year for me. Uh, I had been in practice in New York for a few years, very busy. I um, and my wife had our first child, our son, and just a few months after that my best friend was diagnosed with cancer. And at the same time I had chosen to leave New York and to move to Charlotte and I took a new job. All of these things together put a tremendous strain on me emotionally and physically. And the pressures of medicine were increasing, not decreasing. Dr. Fisher imagined how people in his life viewed him at that time. I think that some people just saw someone who was driven and intense and hardworking and didn't have a lot of time for conversation or connection. My family saw somebody who was often frustrated, especially after work, kind of quick, not really very kind. My uh, staff in the office would have said that they saw somebody who was kind of a jerk, quick with them, didn't really care. My patients probably saw a doctor who cared to do the right thing, but didn't really care deeply about what was going on in their lives, just wanted to stick with the facts. And so I think there was this appearance of somebody who was intense, maybe unhappy, and a bit stressed out. In 2010, four years later, Dr. Fisher hit his lowest point. His best friend lost her battle with cancer. I felt very much alone. Um, I didn't really talk about it much with people at work, and I just went about my business, and things kind of spiraled to a low point. But it was remembering his best friend's impact on his own life that really saved him. 
that, that best friend I mentioned was my sister. My sister Andrea, who had really supported me when other people didn't necessarily see the difficulties of being a new doctor and a new father, um, she was always there to support me. And she had told me something back in 2001 that kind of came back to me, and it was to be kind to yourself. That's what she told me. And I realized that I hadn't been kind to myself for so long. There were these voices in my head that were very negative and very self-critical and very judgmental. And I decided that I needed something to change. I didn't want to be unhappy anymore. Dr. Fisher's first step to improving his life, pretty relatable. And it started very simple with a, a, a Google search. And it was, how can I be happy again? But it didn't end with that Google search. And that started years of research, reading hundreds of books and articles, not only about personal psychology, but also about healthcare, and particularly about this challenge of burnout. And so I decided to become an expert in how my own mind works and where the unhappiness and stress was coming from, but also how the system was working and these forces that I wasn't even aware of. And that helped me realize that I wasn't alone in this challenge of burnout. In my early research, I discovered two areas that had a strong scientific backing for them, and that was important for me. I wasn't going to try something that was so-and-so said this was good for you. I wanted something with research behind it, and I discovered a, a few fields, and one of them is called positive psychology, and the other is kind of a combination of mindfulness and meditation. Um, and as a third field, I also discovered yoga at that time. Dr. Martin Seligman is a psychologist known for his work with positive psychology, which includes six key elements. Having a positive mindset or positivity, and that's really coming at life with gratitude and optimism rather than a, a negative overall attitude. He also described uh, the importance of engagement, where we really want to be in each moment, whether it's stressful or not, if we are fully there with our whole mind and our whole heart, we at least feel like we're living. Um, and that's how we can experience the most joy. He also described that relationships are critical. And we all know this to be true. The fourth element is meaning. Uh, he talked about the importance of having a purpose for our day, our week, our year, and really for our life, and feeling as though we're connected with that purpose every single day living with intention from our core. And then another element is achievement. As human beings, we have this natural drive to accomplish, to do. It's not easy to just sit still. We have this burning desire to get something done. And we have a great satisfaction when we do accomplish things. And then the sixth element is vitality, just feeling alive feeling like we've mastered something, like we're living from our purpose. When you put all of those together, we just feel alive. For me, among all of those, the most important are relationships. That gives me the most pleasure and joy. It's why I do what I do. It's why I have children. Um, and I really put an emphasis on that. And the way I do that day to day is I recognize that the only things that get better in our lives are those things that we monitor and we track. So each night, if I remember to do it, I look back at the day and I may journal, I may write it down. 
what were the top relationships or interactions that I had that day, good or bad? And I start to notice, oh, I had three bad interactions today. Hmm, I wonder why that was. Or I had one small good interaction. What can I do to get more of that? Mindfulness became another important aspect in Dr. Fisher's life. Mindfulness is a natural technique or skill that we all have that can be made stronger with practice. And the simplest way to think about it is it's deciding to be fully aware of what's happening right here, right now, without judging it or rejecting it or even reacting too much. Another way to think about mindfulness is awareness of this moment with full acceptance. There are two basic ways we can practice mindfulness. One of them is meditation, which people have heard of. The other one is in the moment. I can practice mindfulness right now. I'm not meditating, but I am becoming fully aware of what's happening within my own body, within my own mind, and even what's happening with you, what I see. So there's really two ways to practice mindfulness. What are called formal, which is either sitting meditation or standing meditation uh, or other types, or what's called informal, which is when I'm brushing my teeth. I can feel the toothbrush in my hand. I can feel myself squeezing the toothpaste. I can taste the toothpaste. Dr. Fisher started this work for his own personal growth, but is now using these techniques with some of his patients. So. Not only have I read hundreds of research articles, and uh, the American Heart Association, in fact, released a statement last year showing that meditation and mindfulness have a positive impact on cardiovascular outcomes. I also see the effects in my own personal life, and I see that when I practice with my patients, they come back and they say, thank you. And I've had a couple of patients enroll in courses, um, I've had people with chronic chest pain, coronary artery disease, come back saying that their symptoms have improved. Imagine what would happen if in those 60 to 70 percent of all Americans who go to their doctors because of some stress-related problem, they learn some basic techniques to soothe their nervous system, to work on their stress kind of when they're at home. What would happen to the number of inappropriate tests that were done, unnecessary medications, side effects, return visits, etc. Since his lowest point in 2010, Dr. Fisher says the most important thing he's learned is self-compassion. Uh, there's one thing that I decided a long time ago is that there's no place for perfection and that we're never done and that we're all good the way we are right now. So none of us is broken and none of us has to do anything differently. We have to first just try to accept ourselves as we are right now. Um, I fail all the time. And for a while, it was hard for me to admit that to other people, especially as a doctor. Try being among your colleagues and saying, I've made a mistake. The biggest lesson I've learned is to be kind to myself and to practice recognizing when that little voice in my head that we all have says something unkind, like you're not good enough. He believes his fellow team members can see a difference in him. They would say that I'm more open, that I'm more kind, that I'm more in the present moment. And they might say I'm more creative and calm. And Dr. Fisher never loses sight of the impact his sister Andrea had on his life. 
Andrea would be very uh, proud and inspired. And uh, so much of the work that I do is um, out of gratitude for having had such a powerful guide in my life. She really helps kind of guide me, uh, especially when there's unkindness there, because she was just a very kind person. Um, and she really tried to see the beauty all around us. Thank you, Dr. Fisher, for sharing your story of resilience. Dr. Fisher is now leading workshops on mindfulness for Novant Health team members. Because we wanted a taste of his mindfulness practices, we will also release a bonus episode as he walks all of us through a meditation. So make sure to check that out. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Novant Health Inside Remarkable. Subscribe, rate, and review our show so we can bring you more remarkable stories.